Shabbat Shalom, brothers and sisters in the faith. Praises be to our loving Abba, that we are able to gather once again to study the words that we need to hear so that we can be fully prepared to partake of our King Yahusha's Supper. We know this is a very sacred, one of the most important events in our life this year, 2022, because we will commemorate the suffering and death of our Mashiach, who by means of his death on the cross established a new covenant so that we can fellowship with Abba Yahuwah and be in the midst of our King Yahusha HaMashiach. However, we also know that we need to make sure that we are fully prepared, that we do not casually partake of our share of Yahusha's supper. Rather, we do so with utmost preparation, with our heart, with our faith, with our sound mind. This is why we will study the words of Yahuwah Abba to teach us how to truly prepare ourselves. This is why we have the preparatory prayer and additional lessons throughout the week so that we will know what we need to do so that when we partake of Yahusha's supper, we shall receive the blessing that Yahuwah Abba intends to give to each and every one of us. And so why is there a need for all of us to be fully prepared before partaking of our share of Yahusha's Supper. Let's begin our studies here in the book of Corinthians 11, verse 27. It follows that if one of you eats the Lord's bread or drinks from his cup in a way that dishonors him, you are guilty of sin against the Lord's body and blood. Why must we prepare ourselves fully before partaking of our share of Yahusha's Supper? Because it is possible to partake of the Supper in a way that dishonors our king. We don't want that to happen. Why not? When we partake of the supper in a way that dishonors our king, what is the great evil in that? The Bible says we become guilty of sin against the Lord's body and blood. That's not what we want to do. We want to partake of the supper to honor our king to please him, to please also Yahuwah, our loving Allahim. This is why we need to make sure that we are fully prepared in mind and in heart before we partake of our share of the supper. Now, what might be the result if we sin against the body and blood of our King Yahusha? Let's read the book of Corinthians 11, 30 and 32. That is why many of you are sick and weak and several have died. But we are judged and punished by the Lord so that we shall not be condemned together with the world. What might happen if we partake of our share of the supper, but we are not prepared. And so we end up sitting against the body and blood of our King Yahushua. The Bible says this is why there are some who are weak. This is why there are some who are sickly. This is why some have even died. And so instead of receiving blessing, they receive punishment from our Lord. This is not what we want. What we want is blessing. What does Apostle Paul remind us about? If we belong to Yahushua, we will be saved on the day of judgment. We will not be condemned together with the world. But if we will partake of our share of the supper unworthily, the Bible says we could be judged on that day. It doesn't mean we will not be saved. Apostle Paul says we will be saved because we will not be condemned together with the world. However, 
Why choose punishment for our life in our life here on earth when we can choose blessing instead? We can choose blessing as we partake of Yahushua's Supper when we do what Apostle Paul tells us in preparation for our upcoming Yahushua's Supper. And so what is that? What must we do so that we can be fully prepared as we partake of our share of Yahushua's Supper? Let's read Corinthians 11, 28 to 31. That is why you should examine yourself before eating the bread and drinking the cup. For if you eat the bread or drink the cup without honoring the body of Christ, you are eating and drinking God's judgment upon yourself. That is why many of you are weak and sick and some have even died. But if we would examine ourselves, we would not be judged by God in this way. What must we do so that we can be prepared this way when we partake of our share of the supper? We will not be judged. Instead, we shall be blessed by Yahuwah and Yahusha. Apostle Paul tells us two things we need to do to prepare ourselves fully. What is that? Apostle Paul says, honoring the body of Yahusha the Christ. This is why when we partake of the bread and drink from the cup, we must do so mindfully. We need to remember that what we are doing is not a casual eating, a casual drinking. It has a purpose. It has a spiritual significance. What must we do as we partake of our share? We must remember what it means, what it signifies, because this is important to Yahuwah and to Yahusha. But what also must we do as we prepare for our upcoming Yahusha Supper? Apostle Paul tells us we should examine ourselves before eating the bread and drinking the cup instead of examining someone else. Let us do our best in the upcoming days ahead to examine ourselves. Therefore, to be fully prepared, what we need to do can be summarized by these two things. Number one, honor the body. Honor the body of our King Yahusha. And number two, we must examine ourselves. Now, what does it mean? that we must honor the body of our King Yahusha. Let's read what it says in the book of Corinthians 11, 23 down to 26. Apostle Paul says, For I received from the Lord that which I also delivered to you, that the Lord Yahusha, on the same night in which he was betrayed, took bread. And when he had given thanks, he broke it and said, Take, eat, this is my body which is broken for you, do this in remembrance of me. In the same manner, he took the cup after supper, saying, this cup is the new covenant in my blood. This do as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. For as often as you eat this bread and drink this cup, you proclaim the Lord's death till he comes. How can we properly honor the body of our king and Mashiach, Yahushua, when we partake of our share of Yahushua's supper. Bible says, when we eat the bread, when we drink the cup, do this in remembrance of our king. What must we have in our mind? What must we remember about our king when we partake of our share of the bread and the cup? Yahushua says, this cup is the new covenant 
in my blood. This do as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. And so when we drink from the cup, we need to remember what the blood signifies. What is the purpose of the blood? What does that symbolize? What does that mean? It symbolizes the death of Mashiach, which purchased for us eternal redemption. This is why we have the new covenant. We are able to approach Abba. We have the freedom to enter the most holy place and receive the presence of our father, Yahuwah. Remember then the death of our king and our Mashiach, Yahusha. What also must we remember as we partake of the bread? Bible says, take, eat. This is my body, which is broken for you. Take note, Yahusha, when he took the bread, the one bread he broke into many pieces. This signifies something else. What is that? Yahusha did not just simply die. He also endured great suffering. His body was broken. This too, we must remember and recall as we partake of our share of the supper. We must remember Yahusha. We remember his suffering. We remember his death because he did this for our sake. Why? Why was there a need for our King Yahusha to suffer and to die? Let's read the book of Isaiah 53, 4 down to 6. Yet it was our weaknesses he carried. It was our sorrows that weighed him down. Let's pause there for a while. What we are reading to you is a prophecy which tells us about the plan of Yahuwah. And when the Bible says there was this person who is being weighed down by sorrows, who is this person referred to in the prophecy? None other than our King Yahusha. It depicts the plan of Yahuwah, what he will do because of sin and the consequences of sin. And so let us keep reading what it says. The Bible says, and we thought his troubles were a punishment from God, a punishment for his own sins. But he was pierced for our rebellion, crushed for our sins. He was beaten so we could be whole. He was whipped so we could be healed. All of us like sheep have strayed away. We have left God's paths to follow our own. Yet Yahuwah laid on him the sins of us all. Why was there a need in the plan of Yahuwah Abba for Yahusha to suffer and to ultimately die? That's because of the problem the consequences and the weight of sin. You see, sin has consequences. We've studied before that there are wages to sins. What is the wages for sin? Bible teaches us it is death. Not just death. It also includes the second death, punishment in the lake of fire. This is the destiny of all human beings because all human beings, just like what the prophecy says, we have left the path of God and we follow defiantly our own this is human nature it is our human nature to defiantly follow our own path instead of following the path of Yahuwah and because of sin human beings have been destined to die and perish in the lake of fire not only that because of sin we have weaknesses and sorrows in this life we have diseases and sicknesses 
in this life. And this is why so many people today are suffering. Do you know why? And despite progress in science and medicine, there's so many people who are crying in pain. There's so much suffering. Despite advancements in civilizations, there's a lack of peace. There's only violence and problems. What is the reason behind all of this? It is because of sin and the consequences of sin. You see, Yahuwah knows what sin brings to mankind. It does nothing but destroy. Yahuwah saw there in the Garden of Eden that sin destroys the life of people. And ever since then, the world is becoming worse and worse. But Yahuwah had a plan. And in the plan of Yahuwah, what did it involve? It involved the Logos. Who is that? Yahusha, our king and Mashiach. What is the, pl the plan of Yahuwah Abba? Moved by his love for us in his plan. He's going to give up his son. The son whom he loved. Our Mashiach and King Yahusha. To suffer and to die. So that the sins of mankind will be redeemed for. Will be paid for by his death on the cross. Can you imagine the kind of love Yahuwah must have for all of us? Parents who are here who have children of their own. How many of you are willing to allow your son, to allow your daughter to perish, to die because of the sins of someone else? This is something we cannot ponder. But this is what the father has done. He gave up his son so that we can become his sons and daughters. And what was the reaction, the response of our King Mashiach, Yahushua? If we read Isaiah 53, Yahushua, without a word, accepted what was to come in his life. He, because of his love for each and every one of us, what did he choose to endure? The Bible says he was punished, beaten, pierced, crushed, whipped. This is why when he gave the bread for us to eat, when he said, this is my body broken for you, it was because he was telling us he will endure punishment. He will be pierced and crushed and beaten, whipped, and he's doing this because he loves each and every one of us. And so when we partake of the bread and drink from the cup, let us not forget the motivation, the purpose and reason that Yahuwah and Yahushua has that we might be saved. That motivation is love. We celebrate the love of Yahuwah, sacrifice his son. We celebrate the love of Yahushua who endured the cross and the suffering it entailed. And so, brothers and sisters, let us not take for granted what we have as members of the assembly of Yahushua, as parts of the body of our king. We are being brought into the presence of our Father. And because of this sacrifice of Yahushua, what must be our response? What is our responsibility? Remember, when Yahushua was on the cross, and he cried out, it is finished. The work of redemption, the payment for our sins has been finished. But Yahushua is not finished with us yet. He continues to work in us and through us. Why? 
And what must be our responsibility now? Let's keep reading what it says in the book of 2 Corinthians 13 and the verses 5. Examine yourselves to see whether you are in the faith. Test yourselves. Do you not realize that Christ Yahushua is in you? Unless, of course, you fail the test. What must we do now? After Yahushua finished the work of redemption on the cross. Yes, he paid for our sins. He paid for the penalty of our sins. But Yahushua is not yet done with us. There's something he wants from each and every one of us. What is that? He wants us to grow spiritually. To become more and more like him. And so what does Apostle Paul tell us to do? He says, examine. Examine ourselves. Isn't this one of the main things that we need to do to prepare for Yahushua's Supper, which we read earlier? He was telling the congregations, examine, examine yourselves. This is what we need to do in the days to come leading up to Yahushua's Supper. We need to examine ourselves. Why must we examine ourselves? What must we examine in ourselves? The Bible says, test yourselves to see if you are in the faith. Because there are people who profess faith. They will say, I believe and I have faith in Yahuwah. I believe and have faith in Yahusha. But the question is, are we really in the faith? It's not enough simply to profess faith. We need to be in the faith. How can we be in the faith? Who are those who are truly in the faith? Apostle Paul says, do you not realize that Christ Yahusha is in you? Brothers and sisters, when we receive baptism, where were we added to? Were we not added into the body of our King Yahusha? If we are in the body of our King Yahusha, what does that mean? It means we allow Yahusha to lead us, to lead our life. You see, this is what Yahusha wants. When Yahusha endured the cross when he endured suffering and then he ascended to heaven he did not stop thinking about you and i from heaven he is always watching over us we can kind of say he cannot keep his eyes off of us because he loves us that much he is not an absent lord he is not a passive king you know, when we think of kings, they sit on their throne and they don't really think about the people who live in his kingdom. They're passive, not our King Yahusha. Remember when he said to his disciples, follow my example, and then he washed our feet or he washed their feet and says, do the same thing. I came not to be served, but to serve, you know. This is what Yahushua is doing also in heaven. Yes, he died for us, but he also wants to lead us. He wants to lead our life. Are we allowing Yahushua to lead our life? This is the love he has for us. He doesn't simply want to lead from heaven. He wants to lead our life by being in us. In us. Question is, is Yahushua in us? This is what we need to examine 
Question is, are we allowing Yahusha to influence our life? This is what we need to determine. Well, how can we know that? How can we know if Yahusha indeed is in us? Let's read what it says in the book of Romans, chapter 8, 10, 14, and 6. But if Christ lives in you, the spirit is life for you because you have been put right with God. Even though your bodies are going to die because of sin, those who were led by God's spirit are God's children. To be controlled by human nature results in death. To be controlled by the spirit results in life and peace. How can we know as we examine ourselves whether or not Yahushua the Christ lives in us and leads our life if we are being led by the spirit you see when we were baptized we were given the gift of the spirit and by the spirit yahusha can live in us and to guide us and to lead us always however because we still have our flesh there's also the longings the desires of the flesh the desires of our human nature as human beings because of our human nature there are these longings that are contrary to the leading of the spirit in us. This is why there's this battle in us. There is this war, so to speak, in us. There is this striving between the human nature and the spirit. And so when the spirit reigns, it means Yahusha is leading us. But if we allow the flesh, if we allow the human nature to reign and to lead, then how can we say Yahusha is leading us? This is why we need to test ourselves. Are we living by the spirit or are we living according to the dictates of human nature? Well, how can we know? Well, what are the works of the human nature? Let's read what it says in the book of Galatians 5, 19 to 21. What human nature does is quite plain want to pause there for a while we all know what human nature wants us to do right the desires of the flesh we all know the difference because it's quite plain it's easy to discern between the works of the flesh and the work of the spirit apostle paul says what human nature does is quite plain it shows itself in immoral filthy and indecent actions in worship of idols and witchcraft people become enemies and they fight they become jealous angry and ambitious they separate into parties and groups they are envious get drunk have orgies and do other things like these, I warn you now, as I have before, those who do these things will not possess the kingdom of God. Brothers and sisters, it is true what Apostle Paul said. The desires of the flesh, what human nature wants, is quite plain. It shows itself up in our daily life. How many of us have been driven to fight and to be jealous and to be angry. Sometimes we don't even think about these things, but we need to do that, especially as we prepare for the supper 
of our King Yahusha. How many days do we have left? Whatever many days we have left, let us examine self. Let us test ourselves for these things in our life. Do they show up in our life? Are they reigning in our life? If that's the case, we must present them into the feet of our King Yahusha and ask Yahusha, my King and Mashiach, help me. Help me to overcome these works of the flesh. Yahusha does not want us to practice these things. Why not? Because it destroys our life. Yahusha cares so much for us that he doesn't want these things to destroy our life. When you look, when you look at these things, nothing good ever comes out from them, only destruction. And in the end, Apostle Paul says, those who practice those things, those who allow these things to reign in their life, they will not possess the kingdom of God. Yahushua wants us to be with him in his kingdom that is to come. And so, brethren, let us be watchful for these things in our life. These are the things we must avoid. But what are the things that we must pursue? Because this manifests Yahushua being in us. Let's read the book of Galatians 5, to 26. But the spirit produces love, joy, peace. Patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, humility, and self-control. There is no law against such things as these. And those who belong to Christ Yahushua have put to death their human nature with all its passions and desires. The Spirit has given us life. He must also control our lives. We must not be proud or irritate one another or be jealous of one another. How can we truly know if Yahusha lives in us? We produce the fruits of the Spirit. We don't pursue. We don't practice the works of the flesh. Instead, we produce the works of the Spirit. What are they? Love. Joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, humility, and self-control. Brethren, take some time to compare the two lists Apostle Paul gives to us side by side. There are many people who think that what is good for them were the works of human nature. But people who allow the works of human nature to reign in their life, they end up becoming miserable in pain and suffering. Maybe they will have and enjoy the thrills of the works of the flesh for a while. But in the end, it destroys them and destroys the relationships. But for those who practice the works of the spirit, just take a look at that list. Isn't this what we truly want? I mean, who would ever complain if when we examine our life, we have love and joy? Just those two alone. Love and joy. Can you put a price tag on that? How many people would want love and joy? Brethren, that is the result of Yahusha living in us.
Well, what does that mean? Yahusha leading us. How so? When we allow the spirit to reign in our life. This is why we want to examine self. Which one is controlling our life? Is it our human nature or is it Yahusha? This is what you need to answer as we examine ourselves in the days to come. And as we examine self in the days ahead, what must we do? Let's read the book of 1 John 1, 8 to 9. If we claim to be without sin, we deceive ourselves and the truth is not in us. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just and will forgive us our sins and purify us from all unrighteousness. As often as we examine self, brothers and sisters, perhaps tonight we will do our best to examine self. And in the days ahead, we will continue to examine self. As often as we examine self, what must we do? The Bible says we must confess our sins. How can we confess our sins? It begins by acknowledging our sins and then agreeing with Yahuwah. Father, you are right. My path is not the correct path. Your path is the best path. I will choose to follow you. This is what we call repentance. This is what we need to do. Confess our sins to Yahuwah, to Yahusha. And if we confess our sins to Yahuwah and Yahusha, what will they do? Our sins will be forgiven and we will be purified once again. Do you know why Yahusha wants us to confess our sins? It's not because he wants to condemn us. No, condemnation has already been removed at the cross. What then is the purpose of Yahusha? Why does he want us to confess our sins? It's because he wants to make us pure, because he wants to be in us. You see, he wants to lead us. He wants to lead our life. He's not simply in heaven sitting at the right hand of Abba, not doing anything. No, he is active. He is at work. He is looking at our life. He wants to transform our life. He wants to give us love, joy, and peace because this is what we truly need. But for him to be able to do that, we need to allow him to do that by agreeing with him, confessing our sins to him. We need to let him lead our life. This is why brothers and sisters, before we partake of our share of the bread, before we partake of our share of the cup, let us go before the feet of our king and confess our sins to him. He wants to lead us. Allow him to lead us. And so what also must we do in the days ahead? Let's read the final passage of our studies today in the book of Revelation 3, 19 to 21. Those whom I love, I rebuke and discipline. So be earnest and repent. Here I am. I stand at the door and knock. If anyone hears my voice and opens the door, I will come in and eat with him and he with me. 
To him who overcomes, I will give the right to sit with me on my throne, just as I overcame and sat down with my father on his throne. What does Yahushua want us to do? What is he looking for? So that he can be with us when we partake of Yahushua's supper. Sometimes we wish, don't we? That when Yahushua was here on earth, that somehow we can go back in time and sit together with him when he held his supper, hold his hands. How we long to be in the table where Yahushua was. And when he said to his disciples, this is my body, eat of it. And when he turned to the cup and said, this is my blood, drink from it. Don't you wish sometimes that you were actually there to be present with our king? We know we cannot go back in time. We know Yahushua's not on earth anymore. We know Yahushua is in heaven. But you, you notice what Yahushua said? Though he is in heaven, what is he looking for? You know what he's looking for? He's looking for an open door. Because when he sees that open door, he says, I will come in. Brothers and sisters, we have several days before we partake of Yahushua's supper. Let us make sure we open the door for him because that's what he's looking for. How can we open the door of our hearts to our king, Yahushua? Yahushua says, those whom I love, I will rebuke and I will discipline. If we will be honest with ourselves, when we look back at the past week, the past month, maybe the past year in our life, perhaps we felt the rebuke, the discipline of Yahushua. Rejoice. Rejoice. If ever we are rebuked, if ever we are disciplined by Yahushua, why? Because it means he's thinking about us. It means he cares enough to do something about the things that are destroying our lives. And so what must be our response? We must repent and say to Yahushua, thank you, my king. You are guiding me from up there. You want me to be like you from up there. If you discipline me, if you punish me, so be it. It means you love me. I will accept that. And when we repent, truly repent, do you know what we do? That's when we open the doors. That's when we open the doors of our heart. That's when we say to Yahushua, I surrender all to you. That's what it means to open our door. We say to Yahushua, Yahushua, when I was baptized, I was added to your body. Please, please lead, lead my life. You know what Yahushua will do? When he sees that open door, Yahushua says, I will. He did not say I might. He says, I will come in 
and we eat with him and he with me. He wants to fellowship with us. He wants to be in us. Why? Because he wants us to overcome so that we can be with him as he sits on his throne. Isn't that beautiful? Brothers and sisters, Yahusha knows because he was here on earth before. He knows there's great persecution against people who profess his name. He knows there are many things that we endure. He knows the problem of sin in life. It brings sickness and suffering and pain. He knows and he can feel, he can sympathize with what we're going through. This is why Yahushua wants to be in us. Because when Yahushua is in us, despite all of these things, we can have that joy. And we can have that strength to overcome. Because ultimately, do you know what Yahushua wants? Not only does he want to be in us as we partake of our share of the supper. In the end, he wants us to sit right next to him. At the throne of his father. And this is the ultimate purpose of why we have the supper of Yahushua. It is to recommit the covenant that Yahushua established when he died on the cross. So we remember his suffering and death by recommitting ourselves to allow Yahushua to live in us. This is the big difference between the new covenant and the first covenant. The new covenant, Christ can be in us. Let him be in you as we partake of our share of the supper. Let us stand and we shall pray together. Loving Abba, your sons and daughters are here. When we think about what we just said, that we are your sons and daughters. Sometimes it escapes our ability to understand the significance, the meaning of those words. You've done so much that we can become your children. You gave up your own son. You did this not because you had to, you did this because out of love, you chose to sacrifice so much that we can stand by you, pray to you, and receive your spirit. Thank you, Father, for thinking of us day and night, even when we slumber from heaven above. Your eyes watch over us. Your eyes watch over our children. You want what is best for us. But because of our pride, defiantly we choose our own paths. Instead of accepting your path, forgive us. Forgive us, loving Abba. Forgive our stubbornness. Teach us to repent and unbended knees to humble ourselves before you. In the days ahead, before we partake of the supper of King Yahusha, we beg you, loving Father, teach us to examine self, 
Send your Holy Spirit to expose our sins so that we can remove them from our life and grow spiritually. Our loving King, Yahushua, soon we will eat the bread and partake of the cup. We beg you, loving Mashiach, remember your servants. We will do our best to remember you, to remember your suffering and death, how you endured all things for our sake. Because not only do you want us to be saved, you want our lives to be whole, to be filled with love and joy. And so we will do our best to honor you. A while ago, we sang that hymn, I will surrender all to Yahushua. We mean what we sang. We open our hearts to you now. May you come into our life. Oh, how we would love that. To feel your presence. No, we cannot touch your hands and your feet. No, we cannot see your face. You in our hearts. How can we measure the greatness of that? We open our hearts to you, loving Messiah. Enter in us. Dwell in us. Be with us forevermore. When we partake of our share of the bread and drink from the cup, we know this is to celebrate you, your sacrifice, the new covenant that we commit ourselves to obey. Father, please bless our family. We beg you that when we partake of our share, none of us would be cursed. Rather, all of us will be blessed. Those who may be sick will be healed. Those who have problems of any kind, sufferings that weigh us down, they will be lifted away from us. We believe this is your will because we are your children. You do not wish for us to endure pain that is the result of sin. And so help us, heal us, and manifest your presence. But whatever is your will, we will comply. Wherever you lead us, we will walk. We only ask that you please do not take your spirit from us. Send your spirit, Father in our upcoming celebrations of your feasts. We believe, Father, that you have listened to our prayers, that you have blessed each and every one of us here, for we ask and beg everything in the name of our Lord and Savior, Yahushua HaMashiach. Amen. Yahuwah's unfailing love and tender mercies overshadow us. 
the memory and peace of Yahushua strengthen us, and the constant companionship of the Ruach Kadash be with all of us now and forever. Amen.